Welcome back to another episode of the Prime Podcast. Before we get started, just wanted to run through some things that we have going on both in person and remote. So in person and remote, we are both doing a seven-day free trial. So if you're in the Utica area and you're interested in checking out what Prime Movement Performance is in person, we're doing a seven-day free trial for new members. It's unlimited, so you come as many times as you want in that week. If you are listening from out of town or somewhere else, then you can try us out online for a seven-day free trial. And our remote options are varied. We do have a group-based templated program, as well as some individualized programming where myself or Tyler Kalesi, one of our other remote coaches and also a physical therapist, will write you a completely individualized program based off your goals, your wants, your needs, your equipment availability, so on and so forth. So you have those two options, both offer you some freeness and ability to try things out before you buy them. And we just want to be able to be there to help guide you and do those sorts of things. Just like most things in life, piano, calculus, you can learn them on, their own, on your own, but with a little bit of guidance, you can get there a lot quicker. On to the episode. Yeah. Ready? <laughs> hey! Let's go! Back! I'm at my... I'm at my pride! Whoa! Hey guys, welcome back. I think this is episode 39. We are inching our way to episode 52, which will be a full years of content. And that's our first goal. And then moving on from there. So today I'm, I'm going to come at you with a little different perspective on things. And what I really wanted to talk about was kind of like mine slash prime movement performances, unique belief on fitness. So what does that even mean? If we're talking about the different things in the fitness community right now, and if you just do, you know, you're searching social media or you're looking at a gym, wherever you are, there's a lot of different competing views on fitness and what is the best methodology, ideas, so on and so forth that kind of go, some of them are, are complementary, while some of them are contradictory. So when we're looking at those different ideas, we want to make sure that we have those things in alignment to what we're doing. And I'm going to kind of go through our journey and what kind of got us to where we are today, because over the last, I don't know, I've been, I've been training since let's say 1997, and it's now 2021. So we're talking, what, 24 years of strength and conditioning to develop to where we are today. So it all starts back in ninth grade for me in training in a way to optimize my performance for football. So back in the day, I was you know an aspiring football player I enjoyed basketball as well. I played basketball my freshman year. So my first real exposure to lifting weights and strength and conditioning was in my high school weight room the spring semester of my freshman year. I really enjoyed the process. I was had the opportunity to work with a strength and conditioning coach who was local to the area who would come in and help some of the football players. At the time, and still today, I would say there's very little buy-in at the high school that I participated in. 
we might have had six to ten people who participated and of those people maybe four to six of those people did it consistently throughout so and you see that throughout certain programs in certain areas especially in like the city you know i come from like a, a city atmosphere where things are a little bit more difficult for folks but again i was very fortunate i learned to do things at a very young age and i was able to do olympic lifting power lifting type things and all those different things that would help me be a better football player and they did don't get me wrong they did but during that time what you start understanding and seeing is that there's a very big emphasis on the barbell and that still is the case today when we look at some strength and conditioning ideologies uh, both at the high school level, the college level, and the professional level, and some of the private sectors. As I developed into doing more and more, when I went to college to play football, our program consisted of back squatting, bench press, and a hang power clean. I feel like that's all we did for three years straight. Those three things, different, heavy, light, fast, slow, whatever it was, those were the three core lifts that we always, always, always did. And for a, a guy like me, the back squat was just never in the cards for me. Okay, I, no matter what and when I back squatted, I always would have lower right back, lower pain, pain in my lower back on the right side. And still to this day, it's still there when I back squat a, a lot and, and with a lot of volume or consistently. I can back squat here and there with not a lot of weight and be okay. But what I found through training, I don't know, probably thousands of athletes at this point over the last, since 2006, over the last 15 years, is that some of these bilateral barbell heavy movements are not the best options for longevity. Now, hear me out. Some of these things are great to get strong. And if your goal is to get really, really strong in a movement, like if you really want to be a great deadlifter, a power lifter, then, you know, it's powerlifting, if you're, if you're not familiar, is squatting, deadlifting, bench press. So if you want to go to a powerlifting meet and you want to lift the most weight, then you have to get good at those three movements and they're all barbell movements. Therefore, you're going to have to train those barbell movements to get better at those. Olympic lifting, also barbell centric, clean and jerk, snatch. Those are the two movements that you compete in there. So again, you'd have to do some barbell movements to get good at those movements. If your goal is to just live a long, healthy, pain-free life, or even if your goal is to have an improved performance in a sport or activity, the barbell-centric things I have found have not been the most optimal for me or my athletes. The reason I feel that is, is because it doesn't beat the body up as much. What we find with general population adults who are getting a little bit older in age, athletes who play sports, anything, you know, field, court, whatever it might be, ice. We're, we're very one-sided in nature. We have a lot of asymmetries from side, from right to left. So my right side might be stronger, our left side might be more mobile, so on and so forth. So when we take the barbell out of the equation and we start adding some dumbbells, some kettlebells, and so on and so forth, it allows us to, one, balance things out, 
because of our, the nature of our life and the nature of our sport might force us to do things a lot more on one side than the other. Let's take ice hockey, lacrosse, field hockey, any of those types of stick sports where I'm always kind of like shooting with my right hand or, or have the stick in my one hand or leaning over a certain way, then that side of my body is going to be overused. So I need to kind of try to offset that and balance that a little bit to one, improve my performance. And for two, to prevent myself from getting injured from that overuse of that side. If you are just in a general population adult who's trying to improve your life and enjoy your life a little bit more and be pain-free, the same thing happens. Maybe you lean to one side a lot when you drive your car. Maybe you cross one leg a lot when you're sitting at your desk. Maybe, you know, you, there's so many different things that happen in your day-to-day. Maybe you sleep on one side a lot. What you find is that the same things that happen with those athletes are going to happen to us just from our day-to-day activities. So again, in the gym, instead of doing a barbell, pressing a barbell over our head, if we just swap that out to a dumbbell, it allows our shoulder to move more freely and more naturally to a position that it feels more comfortable and not forcing it into a position that could potentially cause damage or pain. And the same thing when we squat. If we're always trying to squat with two legs and maybe one hip, one hamstring, one quad, one ankle, or whatever, isn't as flexible, strong, or, or fill in the blank, then it's going to take the brunt of the work or you know, compensate in a different way. And therefore, we might end up with pain or whatever else that might come from that. So if we substitute that for a split squat, a step up, a lunge, we can then do the same thing we just did overhead with the shoulder press that we are doing with our legs and also helping to balance things out. I'll give you an example. I'm working with my 84-year-old grandfather-in-law. So it's my wife's grandfather. And we are working on a step up. He can step up pretty easily with his left, but he can't, he can't step up at all, zero, with his right on a 12-inch box. And he didn't even, he had no concept that his legs could be weaker on one side than the other. Why is that? Because his whole life, he may have just been stepping up on the stairs with his left leg. I find this a lot in the gym when people jump on a box or they do, they step up onto something. They always do it with their dominant leg. And we do this without thinking. And that's because our body will always search for the path of least resistance. So it'll always do the thing that's the easiest. We have to consciously think about it to make it do the other thing the other side, change direction if I'm an athlete with my left, my left leg instead of my right foot. And we always, you know, at least when I'm coaching athletes, I always kind of force them to do things with the other side because in our day-to-day life, in our sport or whatever that might be, our body is going to do the thing that's easiest when it's crunch time. So if I'm most comfortable jumping off my left foot, then when it's time to play the game, I'm going to jump off my left foot. But in training, we want to be able to fill or at least try to bring that other bucket of the right foot jump or the right foot squat or the right arm press as close to the left side as we can to kind of help those imbalances and help those things figure it out so that we can have the option, increase our toolbox of things we have access to, but also mitigate the risk of injury, pain, and discomfort in the future. So very long-winded answer. But what I'm looking at is over time, 
the last 15 or so years of training, working with athletes, training myself, it's kind of where we've come to with prime movement performance in CrossFit Utica and so on and so forth over the last six years of operation. When we first started CrossFit Utica six years ago, about six years ago now to d- today, well, five, I don't even know. It was August 1st, so we're getting there. We're in our sixth year. I was very caught up on the fact that because we were called CrossFit, that we had to do very CrossFit things. And at the time, if you looked at CrossFit.com, which was their homepage, many of the things were right now I would never program for a general fitness enthusiast. And some of those things we did back then. And I had a conflict with myself as to what I thought was the best for the population and then what was quote unquote CrossFit. I had a conversation with my great, great friend, Shante, AKA the movement maestro on Instagram, who has been my side through forever at this point, from the beginning of me even thinking about CrossFit Utica and for the whole process through it. She's seen the evolution of it from thinking about it, talking about it and actually doing the thing. And we talked about what CrossFit is and what fitness is to the people who come through the doors. And if you've come into our doors and, and even early on, we've had this kind of pushback from folks who had an idea of like what CrossFit was and what we were doing. We have never been a true quote unquote CrossFit gym as we've done. Th- we've always done things differently based on my unique belief in fitness, which has a, a different kind of connotation than somebody who you know, I don't want to bash anything or anything like that, but somebody who has never gone to school for fitness, gone to school for physiology, things like that. So I studied physical education, anatomy, physiology, all those different things. I have a master's degree in that. And I've done tons of research before opening my own gym about training people, training athletes, you know, all these different things that revolve around improving people's performance and making them feel good, move well, so on and so forth. And a lot of times with, with some of these certifications that people get certifications or become trainers who don't have a background in basic anatomy and physiology. So when they're developing fitness programs, they never tested these things out before. If they've never done them before, other than some things that they've done themselves, and then they've never actually helped anybody improve. My background was much different. I came from a sports coach background. I coached football, I've coached track and field, and I've helped a number of athletes perform at a very, very high level. So when I started opening CrossFit Utica as a gym and having a CrossFit methodology in my back pocket, so to speak, we used to develop these very comprehensive warmups, which we still do. We used to incorporate unilateral training, which we still do. And I think back then we did a little bit more, let's say a lot more than what we do now of some of the barbell centric things, because I, I had a conflict of myself about what was quote unquote CrossFit and what wasn't. And then what I would allow myself to to program versus what I thought people wanted versus what I thought people needed. And now as Prime Open Performance has evolved and continue to evolve, we have a much more focus. We are much more focused on making sure that folks are coming to the gym, feeling good, moving well, and living a healthier, more productive life based on how they move versus trying to fit them into this CrossFit or this barbell centric model where many folks honestly just are not prepared to do safely and effectively. And if we try to continue to push people 
like a round peg into a square hole or a square peg into a round hole, however that expression goes, then it invariably is going to end in pain, discomfort, and injury. If we're trying to continually press overhead and we don't have the shoulder mobility, we're going to start having shoulder and wrist problems. If we continue to trying to like heavy deadlift, but we can't touch our toes, if we're trying to do like this heavy squatting, we can't have good ankle mobility, so on and so forth, all these different things that might come into play, then we are going to run into issues down the line. The sneaky part is, is that these things don't always pop up right away as they take some time to kind of beat the joint down a little bit. And you might not feel on the first deadlift or that day, or it may be three months from now of doing something that you wake up one day and you say, oh, I just slept wrong. But you've had a cumulative effect of doing a pattern incorrectly, what we call a dysfunctional pattern in like the fitness training space. And you've done that over and over again. And over time, those things wear down and beat you up, inherently causing pain, discomfort, and injury. So the goal now, which has always been the goal, but always having a little confusion or a little bit of uh, internal battle about what I thought was an acceptable way to administer a fitness program <clears throat> to a general population adult client who wants to just be healthier and move better and have some fun along the way, is that we really focus on the unilateral stuff without overcomplicating some of the barbell movements or these complex gymnastics movements that a lot of folks are not prepared to do as well. In addition, I think we do a pretty good job of having an ebb and flow to the week into our programming to allow for folks to recover. I'm a very big believer in people moving on a daily basis and it doesn't always have to be super high intensity, lay on your floor, or lay on the ground, gasping for air, dripping sweat, so on and so forth, but you should be moving your body every day. And some of us just have a tough time doing that without a structured program. So in the gym, when we program six days a week, Monday through Saturday, there is a, a specific and intended ebb and flow to the week where some days are hard, some days are easy, some days have a recovery feel to them, and so on and so forth. So we make sure if folks come every day, they can come every day, without beating themselves up and wearing themselves down. So the unique, this unique belief in fitness has developed over the last 15 years of working with a number of athletes at a very high level and a number, hundreds, maybe even thousands at this point of adult general population, folks who've come into the door the last five and six years at CrossFit Utica slash Prime Movement Performance. And, I, and whatever we put on the floor is, like I said, what we believe and what I believe to be the best product and service that we can provide for folks right now. Continuing to, continuing to learn, continuing to evolve as trainers and practitioners to allow us to keep offering the best. And our unique belief in fitness may change over time. And that's okay because as we continue to learn and continue to work with folks and continue to see what works best, for a large population, things will evolve. For example, we don't really do some barbell squat snatches or overhead squats or things like that. Uh, we wanted to toy with it a little bit recently and it just reaffirmed the fact that we shouldn't be doing it in a large group setting. Overhead squats are a very challenging movement. Again, it's one of those movements that shoulders, low back, wrists, all that stuff can be, be compromised. 
we don't do a lot of full variation Olympic lifting, which means we don't do like a split jerk and we're not catching in a squat of a clean and so on and so forth, uh, as those things are also more compromising to different positions, wrists, shoulders, and plug in hips and different joints that continually cause people problems. So there's some movements that we just don't program and we don't feel comfortable doing that for the general population. Those are two that stand out right away. Handstand push-ups, which is also a very CrossFit movement. We don't program. And, and re- the, some of the reasons also, because when we look at our population and we look at the people who we service every day, if we were to program a handstand push-up, two out of 16 people in a class might do that. It's a very small percentage of the people who are doing that. And the two people who are doing it maybe give you like a, the, the heebie-jeebies when they try to do it because it's a little scary for them to even get inverted. So we want to make sure that we are able to do certain things that give you the same benefit without the negative consequences that can come from doing it incorrectly over and over and over again. So 20 years of, of training, 20 years of helping others has evolved into what you currently see as our unique belief of fitness. And if you did want to do something that's really specific or a little bit quote unquote hardcore, I guess, then that's where personal training, individualized program through our remote plans and things like that would come into play. But if you're hanging out in a general group class with us, then the programming is going to be intended to make everyone feel good, move well, and live long and prosper. As we want you to continue to find your prime. Another shorty for you, 20 minutes in and out. Peace. And thanks for hanging out for another episode of the Prime Podcast. As always, if you enjoyed the episode, we'd love some feedback and some reviews. Hit us with a five-star in Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you're listening to. Leave us some feedback. We always like to know if people are listening and hanging out and what you think about the content that we're providing. We are working on some other, some, some more guests to have on. I know having me just rant for 20 minutes may not be the most fun, but that's what we got. And there's a lot of information to get out there. And just so you guys know, there's always something to learn and always something to grab from any piece of information as I continue to learn each and every day. And I'd like you to go out and learn something good today. Later. Whoa. Said I'm at my prime